It's the Kim Munson Show, analyzing the most important stories. An early childhood taxing district? What on earth is that? The latest in politics and world affairs. I don't think that we should be passing legislation that is so complicated that people kind of throw up their hands and say, I can't understand that. Today's current opinions and ideas. And it's not fair just because you're a big business that you get a break on this and the little guy doesn't. Is it freedom or is it force? Let's have a conversation. Indeed, let's have a conversation. Welcome to the Kim Munson Show. Thank you so much for joining us. You're each treasured, you're valued, you have purpose today. Strive for excellence. Take care of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body. My friends, we were made for this moment. And thank you to the team. That's producer Joe, Luke, Rachel, Nicole, Zach, <clears throat> Echo, Charlie, all the pe- and Pamela, all the people here in Crawford Broadcasting. It is Friday. Producer Joe. Happy Friday, Kim. Man, oh man, we've been covering a lot of a lot of real estate here lately. There's a lot out there, and uh, I do thank you for your good work, Producer Joe. And I also thank the Harris family for their goal sponsorship of the show, and thank you to the National Shooting Sports Foundation for their goal sponsorship of the show as well. We're planning on talking with Nephi Cole in the second segment of this first hour. He is the Government Relations and State Affairs Director for the National Shooting Sports Foundation. And uh, my gosh, what's happening down at the state house uh, is amazing regarding our Second Amendment, which is the right of everyday people, law-abiding citizens, to be able to keep and bear firearms uh, so that we can protect ourselves and our families against bad actors. And for some reason, uh, down at the state house, they are trying to make that more difficult. And uh, so we'll be talking with Nephi Cole about some of those bills there. It is an Alan Thomas uh, Friday. It's great to have you, Alan. It's great to be here, Kim. Thanks again for having me. Absolutely. And uh, we're going to talk about your essay, which is probably going to it's going to be a good conversation. I think it's an important conversation that we need to have uh, regarding what's happening over on the Republican side in politics. And so that's going to be a great discussion. We'll focus on that in the third and fourth segment. I did go over to Hooters for lunch yesterday. I had their nachos, and they are so good. And uh, Hooters Restaurants has been a great sponsor of the show for many years. And it's a very important story how I got to know them. It's a story about freedom and free markets and capitalism. And PBIs trying to use control, coercion, a whole bunch of different things. And so I am very pleased to have Hooters Restaurant as one of my sponsors. Our word of the day is omnipotent. And it is spelled uh, O-M-N-I-P-O-T-E-N-T. And it is having um, unlimited or universal power, authority, or force. All powerful. Uh, and I would say that right now, down at the, and our, our challenge is to use this in a sentence, uh, down at the State House and the governor's uh, office, they seem to think that they are omnipotent regarding our lives. How's that for a sentence there, Alan? That's very well done. And, you know, luckily they're being taken to the Supreme Court to get over some of their dr- draconian rulings. So we need a little yeah. bit more of them coming down to earth. And it shouldn't be like that. You had written a piece about the Supreme Court and the courts. Uh, we're looking to them as a bulwark against all of this bad stuff. It shouldn't be that way. We should be electing 
uh, representatives, local, county, state, and national level, that before they put in an ordinance or a new rule or regulation or a law, that they look at it and they say, they say to themselves, after they've read the Constitution, is this constitutional? It would sure alleviate a lot of problems, Alan. It sure would. And, you know, part of that is the courts are the bulwark, but, you know, we the people have given up on our our duty to this country in electing people that look to the Constitution. Right. And, and that's where we've really gone south is this culture war loss. Yeah, do you, I feel like we are making progress, reclaiming the narrative. Uh, and, but I see those that, and it's on both sides of the aisle, doubling down. And we have such significant danger that we are facing here in America. I don't think that people quite realize the danger. I don't think they do either. And that's where we need to work on the civic education and, and teaching people how this country was founded, why that was a good thing. Uh, you know, that's really been under attack. And, you know, I've seen all this AI stuff going around about how even it's trying to change history now. And, and that's why studying history is so critical is that way you can learn what actually happened and not have it reframed to you by people who have nefarious intent and intend to keep power. Right. Uh, so a couple of things. I wanted to mention uh, the website. Check it out. It's KimMunson.com. Zach is doing a beautiful job on that. And uh, let's see. You can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Text line is 720-605-0647. And, and uh, I don't know that we'll get to call-ins today just because we got the show uh, so jam-packed here. Uh, let's see. What's the next thing I wanted to mention? Thank you for supporting us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. Socialism ultimately comes down to force. And it's interesting, you and I, Alan, before we went on the air, we were talking about Denver has welcomed almost 40,000, <laughs> welcomed, welcomed. It was, yeah, yeah, in, in, in air quotes, quotes. Yeah. <laughs> 40,000 illegal immigrants uh, to Denver. And um, now it, they're just being overrun. And there are people that uh, have come here because they want to be, have a better life. I get that. But there's bad actors as well. But now, uh, apparently, what Mike Johnston, the mayor of of Denver is now saying, hey, you know, we we want all of you around the metro area to help us out with all of these illegal immigrants. Uh, and altruism, and let me put it this way, charity is not to be forced either. And uh, forcibly taking money from people to uh, then give to other people is socialism. And the key word there is force. Exactly. And, and you know, it kind of goes to the, you want to fix this problem? Well, don't declare yourself a sanctuary city. Right. You, you know, this has been proven all across the country. And unfortunately, we live in one of the cities now that has tried to adopt this ideology. And we're seeing the absolute failings of it. And we're seeing that's not actually altruism. I mean, I saw another report that they're kicking some migrants out because they're they can only house them for so long before new migrants come in. So what are you really doing? How are you really helping? And is this really the best way to help those who are trying to get to this country legally? And the opposite of law and order 
And constitutional law and order is not compassion. Or excuse me, it's, it's, yeah, it's not compassion. This is not compassionate what's happening. It's chaos. I was at a meeting last night in, uh, regarding one of the suburbs. And um, there was a gentleman there that, uh, I, I don't want to give too much information on it yet, but he's said that there has been, uh, in the area where he works in Denver, they had found five dead bodies. And so you're not even hearing this. And I, I really would like to have the mainstream media here start to report what's actually happening because that's not okay. And it's not compassionate. And so we are we are a, a, a country of laws, but the laws must be constitutional. What we have happening down at the state house right now with all of these different laws that are being proposed, uh, they're not constitutional. They don't stand. They're not representing the people. It's all special interests. It is. And it's it's progressive, progressivism unleashed. And and that's why having a supermajority down at the House is such a, a terrible idea. And that's why Republicans need to get their act together and really start to pack some of the House and the Senate. That way we can win back at least one chamber and, and bring some sanity to these proceedings. Well, and we really we really do need to do that. Um, one of the things though we've got to do is we've got to clean up our elections. Um, you know, there's in the Republican Party, there's this back and forth where we, we ha- had this letter that said uh, that was sent out that, oh, our elections are so secure. There's no way. Um, I actually know personally that the, the voter rolls have not been cleaned up because I got another ballot for somebody that moved out of the state a long time ago. Wow. OK, so there's that. So how, if I'm getting that. Where's all those other ballots going? So we have to clean up the voter rolls. We have to uh, we have to quit sending, well, clean up the voter rolls. So first of all, we don't have all these mail-out ballots going everywhere. But we shouldn't just be automatically registering people to vote. I mean, think about all these illegal immigrants. Uh, there, uh, there is a, a letter that was sent by the Metro Mayor's Caucus to the congressional delegation asking for fast-tracking work, work permits, uh, f- uh, money for legal help for illegal immigrants, and federal funds to come in. And we do not have the money. They, they may, can print the money, but when they do that, it reduces the value of the money in our pocket. It's like theft. It is. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And, you know, there's so many different issues there. And, and to sum it all up, it, again, it's the ideology. It, it's this ideology that you can take from others and give to others, and somehow that's compassionate and charitable. And it's just not right. And, you know, regarding the elections, one of the Secretary of State candidates for the Republicans a while ago, Mike O'Donnell, he did these, he did these fantastic analysis of, like, he would look at this small you know, 500 square foot apartment and say, hey, there's being 15 ballots being sent there. I don't think 15 people live there. And, you know, this is where rule of law becomes important, because when you're not doing what you're supposed to do, when you're supposed to be cleaning up the voter rolls and you're not, you need to be held accountable. And that's, again, where the courts come into play is the courts need to be able to say, hey, Mr. Official, you're not doing your duty. Mm -hmm. You need to do it or you're going to be in trouble. And we, the people, also need to be able to say, hey, Jenna Griswold, you're not doing your job either. Mm -hmm. You need to do it because at the very least, we need to have the appearance of free and fair elections. Because if if we don't even have the appearance of free and fair elections, there's going to be people who cry foul. And that's not 
beneficial to our republic either. Right. Well, and I also think we need to be putting pressure on our county clerks. This idea that they're not pressuring <laughs> Jenna Griswold to make sure that we have A, we clean up our voter rolls, and B, we can't audit our elections. There's mm-hmm. no way that we can have the appearance of a free and fair, transparent election if we're not transparent. Well, and she's come down very hard on on county clerks for wanting to do their job, right? I know. And so that's that's the heavy-handedness of force and the heavy-handedness of tyranny is it, it is supposed to induce that fear for people to toe the line and maybe not do what they're supposed to do, what the voters elected them to do, but instead do what uh, some ideology and, and some belief says you should do. Yes. So we and we need to get this taken care of before this next uh, next election. So let's see. Um, there were a couple of things I really wanted to mention. First of all, the quote of the day is from Sun Tzu. He was a Chinese military general, strategist, philosopher and writer. And he lived during the Eastern Zhu period. And he is the author of The Art of War, which everybody's telling me I need to read. Have you ever, have, ever read that? I've read bits and pieces of it, but not the whole. Okay. I, I do need to read the whole thing. Yeah. Maybe you and I need to do a book report on that. Okay. He said this. If you know the enemy and know yourself, you need not fear the results of 100 battles. If you know yourself, but also, let's see. If you know yourself, but not your, huh, I just copied this. One more time. If you know yourself, but not also suffer a defeat. hmm. Okay, we're going to redo that at some point in time here. (laughs) We're going to come back to that. Uh, A couple of things on this day in history. Uh, First of all, 1836, the Alamo besieged for 13 days until March 6th by the Mexican army under General Santa Ana. The entire garrison was eventually killed. Uh, 1904, the United States acquires control of the Panama Canal for $10 million dollars. So they bought it. They didn't get it during for, with force. And February 23, 1945, during the bloody battle for Iwo Jima during World War II, the U.S. Marines from the 3rd Platoon E Company, 2nd Battalion, 28th Regiment of the 5th Division, take the crest of Mount Suribachi, the island's highest peak and the most strategic position, and they raise the U.S. flag. Marine photographer Louis Lowry, who was with them, recorded the event, and the Americans fighting for control of Suribachi slopes cheered the raising of the flag. The battle continued on. It was a long battle. And I actually interviewed... Um, uh, gosh, uh, I can't remember his first name, Thurman. Uh, I'll find that here in just a minute. And uh, I actually interviewed him. He's in that picture raising his oh, wow. uh, raising his hat. So let's see. Anything else? Uh, let's see. I think that's it. I'm going to get that sense to uh, quote correct. I'll probably get it on the text line from somebody. Uh, show comes to you because of our sponsors. One of those is the Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance Team, which is my insurance team. And Roger understands that there are unknowns that can keep us up at night. And that's why they are there 24 hours via their phone or text to help you if something is happening. So for that uh, 24-hour peace of mind, call the Roger Mangan team at 303-795-8855. Like a good neighbor, Roger Mangan's team is there. Rosie's doing it. So is Yvonne. Same with Lori. Michelle's been at it since February of last year. Jody started the year before that. And guess what? They're all saving by doing so. What's that? Oh, the doing part? They're using the Drive Safe and Save app from State Farm. Then they're saving up to 30% and more on their auto insurance. How about you? Are you ready to get at it and save? Call Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance at 303-795-8855. 
Don't delay. Call Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance at 303-795-8855 today. Focused and wise marketing is essential for your success, especially during tough economic times. If you love the Kim Munson Show, strive for excellence and understand the importance of engaging in the battle of ideas that is raging in America. Then talk with Kim about partnership, sponsorship opportunities. Email Kim at KimMunson.com. Kim focuses on creating relationships with individuals and businesses that are tops in their fields. So they are the trusted experts listeners turn to when looking for products or services. Kim personally endorses each of her sponsors. Again, reach out to Kim at KimMunson.com. It's Friday. It is Friday. Welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure to check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for a weekly email newsletter. And you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. wanted to say thank you to the Harris family for their goal sponsorship of the show. Uh, Alan Th- uh, Thomas is in studio, and we'll talk about your essay here in just a little bit. And want to say thank you to the National Shooting Sports Foundation for their goal sponsorship of the show as well. And we have on the line with us Nephi Cole. He is the uh, director of government, uh, re- uh, let's see, Government Affairs and State Relate no Government Affa- Relations and State Affairs. Did I get that right, Nephi Cole? Welcome. You got it. Thank you. <laughs> nice to be here. Boy, uh, we've got uh, Colorado is at the tip of the spear on all kinds of vi- bills that I'm very concerned about uh, regarding the the right for everyday law-abiding citizens, Nephi, to keep and bear firearms so that. They can protect themselves and their families against bad actors, that they can do shootings, uh, sports, all kinds of things. What should people know this morning? Well, everything that we have talked about last week is still on. So I think the short version, and and, uh, let's just keep to the short version, is um, none of the bills that we have flagged as bills of concern have gone away yet. They are moving through the process. And none of the bills that we thought were in that we thought were important have uh, we, everything's going the wrong direction. Maybe that's the right way to put it. So um, it continues to be important to reach out, but um, there haven't been any hearings that have stopped any of the bad bills, and uh, we haven't seen any of the good ones move. So that's uh, something that we're very concerned about. We know some more bills are still coming up. We're looking forward to the hearings. Um, but if I could ask anybody to do one thing, it would be to get your, uh, get your tennis shoes ready to go um, and be prepared to get up to the Capitol to, you know, make your voice heard and uh, to keep those emails coming. Okay. So which uh, bills do you want to make sure that people are aware of? Kim, um, the most important ones for us we'd like people to be aware of is to keep looking for the assault weapons ban bill. And I don't have the number in front of me that was recently that um, was recently um, released. Be aware that that's still coming. Um, there is a bill uh, under that, that we're going to have to be vision with people about. It's going to relate to having to have insurance to have firearms. Um, that's coming. Um, and this are, would be the first uh, first of its kind in the country, in my understanding, and that is. 
so there's no product, there's no insurance product out there for that right now. This is, this is really crazy is what it is. That's right. It's undefined. What it, you know, the, the bringers of the bill are suggesting that you know, it's homeowner's insurance. And there's been a discussion that, uh, you know, if you had homeowner's insurance or renter's insurance, that would cover it. But then you have to also, uh, you would have to, it's just, it's just not so. So there's discussion that there would be liability insurance or using the firearm would be associated with your homeowner's insurance or your renter's insurance. That's, it's silly, just not the case. So um, we've seen a bill like that. It's been proposed in California, but even in California, uh, people have recognized that that's a poll tax, that that's not reasonable to have uh, to require somebody to pay some type of additional fee to be able to exercise their right. And that's exactly what that would be. If you're telling somebody, you know, you have to have, you know, they're going to say it's like driving, but it's nothing like driving. Um, If you told somebody that you have to have insurance, voting insurance, well, obviously, that would never happen. Or First Amendment right insurance, where like, yes, you can you can exercise your First Amendment right, but only if you have insurance in case you offend somebody and they sue you. Well, obviously, that's not the case. How could it be the case with firearms then, where you'd say, well, yes, you can you can exercise the right to keep and bear arms, but only if you have insurance so that I can sue you if I don't like that. Well, that's not the case. That's actually already, if somebody's negligent with a firearm, there are laws already on the books that would allow for somebody to claim negligence and to, and to you know, do something like that. Of course, there's some great folks, there's some great uh, insurance out there for, um, for, you know, for, for concealed carriers and things like that. We don't, aren't disparaging that at all, but this idea that every firearms owner needs to have some kind of insurance for liability is uh, simply unheard of inappropriate, obviously unconstitutional, um, and we think people need to be aware of it. Uh, And I do think that that's really important. Uh, That first one, I think that's House Bill uh, 241292, and that is being sponsored by Representatives Elizabeth Epps and Tim Hernandez. And uh, both of those have been uh, pretty vocal in their support of Hamas, on uh, October 7th and I, I, I when when bad guys arrive it's important that people be able to have a firearm to protect themselves and their families and I, I just I, I, I find this you know just interesting that it is those two I also find it interesting that Democrat leadership has not shut this down um, because they are clearly over on the fringe in the Democrat Party, and and um, I'm, I'm a little surprised the Democrat Party's not uh, shut them down on this, uh, Nephi. Yeah, um, you know I can't speak, of course, to what you know what leadership thinks about it and what they're doing, but certainly we have some. It's problematic, you know. The you mentioned um, Representative Epps, and certainly. The, you know, another great example, there's a bill that went through committee, we testified on it, the bill that would have made it a, a, a felony to um, steal a firearm. So it would require, so right now, if you if you steal, stole a firearm for less than a certain dollar amount, um, it, it petty offense in the state of Colorado. We suggested that it's appropriate to, you know, if you're, if you're dealing with a someone who's stealing a firearm from a vehicle or home that it is appropriate if they're stealing it that that should be a felony regardless of the cost of the firearm that they choose to steal. And uh, the same representative who wants to criminalize 
um, purchasing a long gun if it has a pistol grip on it, and that's F. Uh, also believes it should be a petty offense, a minimal fine if you steal a firearm from someone. And it's fairly bizarre to us that we would continue to suggest that laws that literally uh, treat law-abiding gun owners more severely than the criminals who steal those guns, uh, it's, it seems seems like a bizarre world where we would, where anyone would take that as being the right approach. That, well, the problem is the the problem is not the criminal. The problem is you, and uh, that seems to be what we are seeing in some of these bills. Now, just to clarify, Nephi, is that the bill? I don't have that bill number in front of me. Is that there? It's a law that if your firearm is stolen, and you don't report it within a certain amount of days, that then you, the person who the firearm was stolen from. Uh, actually, they uh, that they make you responsible for that. Is that am I is that the, am I understanding that correctly? Yeah, that bill we haven't seen that one yet this year, and so but there is a bill on the on on in in Colorado, of course. There's a requirement that if a, a firearm is stolen from you, there's a reporting requirement in Colorado at this time, and that's a fine if you don't if you don't pay that. But that's. Um, certainly there's a bill coming there. The, the, the bills I referenced were just first. Um, the requir- the, uh, there was a bill. There was, the bill was brought. It's dead now, and it died in House Judiciary. was um, a bill that would have increased the penalty to a felony for theft of a firearm regardless of the cost. And that bill is now dead. And it was, was killed in House Judiciary, and Epps voted against that bill. And then, again, the other bill I'm referencing is Epps' assault weapons ban bill. And so... Saying that if you are trying to purchase an AR-15 or a, a similar firearm, uh, it's in her list of firearms and single features. It's very expensive. If you purchase that or sell that, there's criminality associated with that and it's significant. Um, and there's that same sponsor who's saying it should be legal to buy certain firearms for law-abiding gun purchasers is saying. It's just fine if you steal it from somebody. So it's just a petty offense. We don't want to punish people for that. So those are those are the two bills I'm referencing. Okay. And that's just that's just a call. You know, that's just to make people aware of the psychology of what's going on right now. And uh, it's 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 literally backwards of the way it should be. You know, people who obey the law, people who don't commit, people who don't commit uh, infractions with the firearm, people who don't have history of violence, people who can legally possess a firearm and purchase it and pass a background check, those people don't commit, um, they don't commit crimes with those firearms. And that's statistically, we, we know that to be true. So why are we targeting those people? Right. Literally, if you can pass that background check, Kim, you should be able to buy a suppressor or a right. short barrel rifle over the counter because the statistics show, the numbers show, you're not going to commit a crime with that. It is people that illegally purchase and possess. Um, you know, criminals are the ones that commit crimes with firearms, and that's um, that holds true. In every state, it holds true in 90% of all those cases. Right. We need to be going after bad actors, not law-abiding citizens. Um, Nephi, one of the things, and you said get your tennis shoes on, and that is important. That means get down to the Capitol regarding these uh, different 
um, bills, but not everybody can do that. So I wanted to explain to people how they can actually um, uh, offer some written testimony. So if you go to the, just put in Colorado legislature, or it's leg.colorado.gov, and you'll get to the Colorado General Assembly, and then you go over to the um, uh, header committees, and then the drop down on that, fifth one down is public testimony and there will be different options there that people if they can't get down there because they're they're not real uh, citizen friendly down there right now um nephi cole and for people to to get down there at uh, a moment's notice and sit there for hours i mean they make it difficult to really hear from the citizen you and I've talked about how important that is, and so if they can't do that, uh, they can go to uh, the website, and then down at the bottom it says for screen reader instructions, it be, would be how to testify remotely, how to submit writ- written testimony, how to testify in person, and how to listen online. And then you can go ahead and put the information in. So there's different options, which there used to not be those options, so that's a good thing, Nephi. It is. The other thing I'd encourage people to do is look at organizations that that support your rights. And those organizations, um, you know, they've had some tough times, but please take a look at the NRA. Take a look at organizations uh, like DC Project run by Diana Muller. Um, Those folks who, you know, who can represent you that will be at the Capitol, that organize. um, Make sure that you're a part of those organizations. Also, make sure that when you visit those organizations, Make sure that you're talking with their leadership, that you're making sure that they represent you in a respectful, adequate way, because it's important for all of us when we talk to elected officials to have solutions. So they bring a a weird proposal. You need to make sure that you have got a proposal that makes sense to tell them, you know, like, no, uh, the the way to take care of crime is to take care of crime. Make sure that you you know that they are talking to those elected officials in a way that, that, that doesn't get the door slammed in their face. Make sure that you know that we recognize that too. The, the worst thing that we can do is to just, you know, it, it's not an angry phone call that works. It's a phone call where we express our concerns and we can have a, a conversation with somebody, even though we don't agree with them. Where we can say, "Look, um, consider my rights. I'm your constituent. You represent me. I'm a voter. You represent me. Please don't take away my rights. Don't do this." And uh, that tends to that that tends to go over better. That you know those civil conversations. Ask your ask the group you belong to to be part of those civil conversations, and certainly be willing to engage in those conversations yourself via phone or via email, any way that you can. It's never been more important. Uh, and I really think here in Colorado, we're at the tip of the spear. We have to stand in the the gap here, hold the line, and then, as you say, go on the offensive regarding. Uh, engaging in these issues. That's why we do the show, is we are an independent voice, and I really appreciate the National Shooting Sports Foundation as a partner of the show. We we do the show, but we do a lot also on social media, and I really appreciate this. Nephi, we're going to have you on uh, every week here in the legislative session so that we can keep a, you know, keep our fing- finger on the pulse on what's happening. Nephi, anything else that you want people to know? It's really heating up. Um, it's time. So if you've ever considered it, it's time. It is time. Nephi Cole, thank you so much. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you. And uh, another great sponsor of the show is Karen Levine. There are always opportunities in changing markets, and the metro real estate market is no exception. 
That is why you need to work with seasoned REMAX Alliance realtor Karen Levine when you buy your home, sell your home, consider the opportunities of a new build, or explore investment properties. Rising interest rates are spurring creativity, innovation, and opportunity in the real estate and mortgage markets. Kim Munson highly recommends award-winning REMAX realtor Karen Levine. Call Karen Levine today at 303-877-7516 for answers to all your real estate questions. That's 303-877-7516. Boson Law fights for clients who've been injured or family members who have lost a loved one due to the careless, reckless, or wrongful conduct of others. Whether injured in a car accident, suffered an injury due to a product or bad pharmaceutical drug, or need help fighting for medical care and benefits following an accident at work, don't go it alone and uninformed. Boson Law is the law firm you need in your corner. Time is of the essence with any personal injury claim. Call 303-999-9999 to schedule your complimentary consultation. That number again is 303-999-9999. Call now. You'd like to get in touch with one of the sponsors of The Kim Munson Show, but you can't remember their phone contact or website information. Find a full list of advertising partners on Kim's website, kimmunson.com. That's Kim, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. It is Friday. Welcome back to The Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter. You can email me at Kim at Kim Munson dot com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice and we search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. And a couple of things. The USMC Memorial Foundation, uh, my gosh, today... Uh, today is the um, anniversary of the raising of the flag, Battle of Iwo Jima. Today would be a great day. I, I challenge all you, all of us, we should go over and give five bucks to the USMC Memorial Foundation in honor of all of those great Marines. You can do that again by going to USMCMemorialFoundation.org, and uh, that would be a really nice thing to do. So I uh, want to get to that. So let's see, next thing I want to... I've got jammed up here there's so much going on here alan thomas it's great to have you in studio i did want to mention a bill of the day and it is let me get to it it's senate bill 24084 the sponsors on this bad one is senator lisa cutter and representative lorena garcia and it's concerning uh, attorney general duties to prevent mis and disinformation and the quick summary is containing a requirement that the attorney general undertake certain measures in an effort to prevent the proliferation of misinformation and disinformation and in connection therewith making an appropriation. So using tax dollars to basically shut down your voice. Can you believe this? I know you can. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the difficulty, you know, just talking before the show it's it's very easy to see why they're doing it and and again this is just forced by another name and when that's the case it's not surprising that they're offering more bills on force and and again this comes down to this this boils down to the principle of you know sure you may believe in it now because you think the other side is proliferating misinformation but again when the shoe is on the other foot 
Are you going to be happy with these draconian measures being used against you? Are you going to be happy with this force being used against you? And that's what our founding fathers really wanted us to think about and to reason and to really sit down and and think through these things and say, you know what, when the shoe is on the other foot, I don't want the other side to have that kind of power. Do, do the Democrats and the liberals want, for instance, Trump to have that kind of power to shut down CNN or MSNBC? No, of course not. They would never want that. But they want that power to shut down a Fox News or an Epic Times. And uh, that is why, again, the, the founders understood what was going on there. And so... That's, that's why shutting down voices, even if you disagree with someone, is uh, you can't do that. You need to, as we talk about, understand the issues, reason, ration, talk with people about it. Shutting down voices is not okay. And, and you know that leads pretty well into the article <laughs> I, I wrote today. You know, you couldn't have picked a better bill of the day for that because that's in essence it, the the principle that I talk about in this article boiled down is, do you want to shut people down or not? And just because you agree with the side that's shutting people down now, do you, again, do you want that power then and in the future or in the past? And, you know, this kind of came to a head several months ago when I saw that the, the state Colorado GOP Central Committee had endorsed Trump prior to the primary elections. <clears throat> and... It just made me think back, you know, back in 2016, the Colorado GOP got in a ton of trouble from Trump because he didn't attend the uh, the state assembly and Ted Cruz won and Ted Cruz got all the delegates. And he said, oh, Colorado's a terrible place. You know, that was rigged. It's it's terrible what they're doing there. And it just makes me think, what if the Colorado GOP Central Committee prior to that assembly had endorsed Ted Cruz? Well, I, I think most all of the people that voted to endorse Trump this time around would have said, hey, that's not fair. You know, that's not fair to endorse one candidate before going through the whole process. Why would you do that? But now, all of a sudden, it's okay because it's a candidate they agree with. So, again, it's boiling this down and saying, hey, you know, if, it, if it's not right to shut down a candidate then, it shouldn't be right to shut down a candidate now. And listen, I'm under no illusion that it doesn't appear – that Trump is cruising right towards victory for the primary election. <clears throat> like, that's pretty that's pretty obvious that he's going to win, right? So, but again, Haley paid her $40,000 to be on the ballot in Colorado, and the state central committee is saying, no, we're going to meddle with this election, we're going to meddle with the primaries, and we're going to endorse one candidate over the other. We're not going to be neutral. And four years in the future... Do they want that kind of power when a candidate, a quote unquote non-grassroots, you know, maybe rhino Republican gets endorsed by the state central committee? Would they be happy with that power being meddled with by for the voters of Republican voters of Colorado? Absolutely not. And they should cry foul and they should be very concerned with what they did by endorsing Trump prior to the primary playing itself out in the state of Colorado. Okay. And so I think that I think that um, bylaws, rules, you know, things can get changed. Uh, I, I really think that bylaws are, are <laughs> bylaws, procedure, all those things can uh, they're they're put in place for a reason. Right. So if we don't like something, we need to change it. Right. 
So that would be the way to handle it. I think that's probably your point, yes? It is my point with a caveat. You know, there are reasons why bylaws and rules are put into place. And when you're willing to tinker with them to suit your your desires and your emotions for the moment, that's when we lose it. And that's what happened to our bylaws in the Republican Party. They were tinkered with uh, last year, very sneakily, I might add. And to the detriment of many of us who would say, hey, I like the fact that our that our party has to stay neutral through the primaries. We don't want the the Republican powers that be meddling in primary elections and telling Republican voters how they should think. The purpose of Republican voters in the primaries is for the Republican voters to tell the party bosses, hey, this is who we want. You know, just because one district votes somebody into a primary that maybe the party bosses don't like doesn't give them the power to tell the Republican voters, hey, we don't like that candidate. You should think again. Again, the purpose of the primary is for Republican voters to come together and say, you know what? We've thought about it. We've deliberated. Here's the person we want representing us in our district, whether that's a congressional district or a state house position or a state Senate position. But what... um, what this party leadership has done is they tweaked those rules that allowed party neutrality through the primary season. And what they did is, is they changed it because the bylaws used to say, hey, you can't endorse, support or oppose an opponent or a primary candidate. And what they did is they added an unless. And they said, unless that candidate is unopposed in the primary election or the candidate has gained access to the primary election ballot but has not participated in the applicable authorized Republican Assembly convention process. So what they said is if you follow the rules and you gain access to the ballot through only a petition, we're now allowed to oppose you in the primary elections. We're now allowed to take a position on you that we weren't allowed to do prior according to our bylaws. So by tweaking that process, they are now meddling in primary elections and using force that shouldn't be there. Because, again, you know, let's let's put a hypothetical scenario out there, right? If we had a an election and there were powers that be that opposed the candidate and they used any means necessary to make sure that candidate, one, didn't make it on the ballot or used rhetoric, labeling or mislabeling very effectively to keep that candidate as unfavorable to the masses as possible, we would cry foul. And we did cry foul when when the powers that be did that to Donald Trump in 2016 and 2020, when they suppressed information about Biden's laptop, Hillary's emails, Biden's senility, they suppressed those, but they also labeled him very effectively to the masses to make sure that he was labeled as somebody that he really wasn't. He was a uh, He's going to be the death of democracy, for instance, right? We mm-hmm. said, hey, whoa, you're manipulating this election. You, you powers that be, you're, you're telling me that, that this person is, is something that he's not, and you're trying to convince people not to vote for him. Well, how is that any different than that scenario, that logic case of a powers that be saying mislabeling a candidate or attacking a candidate to influence voters? That's no different than what our state party is now doing in primary elections. Okay. Okay, we have more to talk about, I think, on that, Alan Thomas. Uh, and it's an important discussion to have um, because I've watched, I've watched 
Colorado politics for a long time now. And to your point, I, I, I think you make a great point on that. But as I look, as I look at a bigger picture, I, I think... I think, you know, just because somebody else does something wrong doesn't mean that we can. So I think what you're saying is you want to hold us to a standard. Um, but as I've watched Republican politics for a while, uh, there's um, there's a lot of kind of uh, influencing by the uh, Republican operative consultants uh, that uh, we need to talk about. So we'll continue the discussion. Uh, we get to do this because we have great sponsors. A new sponsor is Lavaca Meat Company. And Jim May, who is with Lavaca Meat uh, Company, is going to be in studio in the second hour. And I think there's going to be a real treat for that. So pleased to have them as a new sponsor. Lavaca Meat Company takes great pride in selling only the best. Lavaca Meat Company is a third-generation family-owned business with its roots in eastern Colorado. Lavaca means the cow in Spanish. As our name implies, we only sell beef. No poultry, pork, bison, or game. Just premium quality, aged, mouth-watering beef. Our store is located at the corner of Maine and Nevada in the historic Coors Building in downtown Littleton. For a steakhouse experience at home, visit us in person or shop online at lavacameat.com. Lavaca Meat Company, only the best. Again, that's lavacameat.com. All of Kim's sponsors are an inclusive partnership with Kim and are not affiliated with or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you would like to support the work of the Kim Munson Show and grow your business, contact Kim at her website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Franktown Firearms is unlike any other gun store or range. My name is Tony, and I'll tell you why I first started going to Franktown, because my children wanted me to get comfortable with firearms. Franktown Firearms, it's not the kind of experience you get anywhere else. I'm not familiar with firearms, and they just took their time and really gave me the time of day to know that I was an appreciated customer of theirs. Tactical Fun Night is an absolute blast. To move and shoot, walk and reload and turn corners and hit moving targets. I've been to ladies nights a few times and the range safety officers um, helped my friend who I brought who'd never fired a gun before. I felt very comfortable. I could just shoot to my comfort level. I didn't have to show up anybody or no one was trying to show me up. They let us go to the range and try the firearms before we bought them. All of the staff there really took their time with me. After going in there for the first time we realized we didn't need to look at any other gun stores. Franktown Firearms where friends are made. It is Friday. Welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter, and you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice, and we search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. Alan Thomas is in the studio, and we're, we're talking about <laughs> the Republican Party right now. But I think I got this quote from Sun Stu now. It says, if you know the enemy and know yourself, you need not fear the results of 100 battles. If you know yourself, but not the enemy, for every victory gained, you will also suffer a defeat. If you know neither the enemy nor yourself, you will succumb in every battle. 
so somehow when I copied it over, I missed a word there. I needed to get that back. Okay, Alan, I understand. So I've watched this, and uh, we take a look at Colorado, and Colorado's in the toilet. And one of the reasons, I think, is because the Republican operative consultants have been in control, and uh, I think that they've milked the donors, they've padded their own pockets, and they've lost elections. Uh, we saw this letter that went out that basically said our elections, uh, I don't know if you saw it, but it was by a number of county clerks, our elections are safe, secure, great. It's like, <clears throat> really? <laughs> I mean, really? Uh, not cleaning up voter rolls, mail up ballots everywhere, cannot audit our elections. I'm like, come on. And we can't, we can't go out and try to win elections if we're not in a fair fight. And so I'm really frustrated with that. I am too. And, and you know, it, it comes down to we, again, need to come back and we need to say, we the people are in charge of these county clerks and recorders and we need to put people in that, that believe, like we do, that we need fair elections, that force shouldn't be used on either side, and that we need to bring back the, the resemblance of fairness too. And it's absolutely an important discussion and it's, it's one though that I do want to caution people. It can get it can get a little hopeless and it can become something like, oh, if we don't have free and fair elections, why should I go vote? It doesn't matter. And it's like, no, that's the exact opposite of what you need to do. We need to come out in so much force that any sort of election fraud can be discovered through the sheer force of numbers. So again, I want to encourage people with the elections coming up, don't stay at home because you think it's a hopeless situation. Use your vote to again, go out there and say, I'm going to vote in so much force that you can't do anything to sway the election over the sheer amount of numbers that we have voting for good candidates and candidates that want the good, you know, candidates like Trump over Biden. I mean, clearly, it, four years, you can see the difference in the economy and the difference in policies between the two. But, you know, I also want to I also want to bring it back to this 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 idea of free and fair elections uh, again with how our state Colorado GOP has handled these primary elections. And, I, you know, specifically our, our chairman, Dave Williams, he he announced he used the power of his <clears throat> chairmanship and used his chairman email account to announce that he was running for cd5 and you know i felt like that was a little inappropriate to okay. use his power for his personal gain but again i can maybe overlook that sure he probably could just steal the email list or borrow the email list that happens mm -hmm. all the time we yeah. all know how email lists get yeah, right. distributed so you know what i can maybe overlook it but then again when he does that, he holds himself to a higher standard. And he announced in that email, he said, um, P.S., you know, the party and its leaders will ensure fairness and transparency while avoiding any conflicts of interest as more competitors enter the CD5 race. And just, um, <clears throat> just last week in February 12th, the Colorado GOP sent out an email that basically attacked one of the candidates in the chairman's race, in the CD5 race, came out and just flat out attacked uh, Jeff Crank in one of their emails for an article that, of course, our, our friend Dick Wadhams uh, wrote and definitely, as he always does, goes after Dave Williams and uses labels and, and makes a point just to dig Dave Williams whenever he can. But the party then turned that around and attacked Jeff Crank for an article that Jeff Crank wasn't even mentioned in. 
And I felt that was beyond inappropriate. That was completely unfair. And that was the state party meddling in a primary election that the chairman himself is in. Yeah, and the, that's, the optics on that. I, I wasn't real familiar with all that, Alan. But the optics on that, I agree. Are, are, are beyond, you know, this mm-hmm. this idea of fairness and transparency. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at the very end, I've got to say, if, if the state party is unable to stay out of this election and to interfere this election, just because one, again, they, they label this candidate as anti-Trump. And, you know, in four years, if this party leadership changes and there's a MAGA Trump candidate and the state party says, well, he's pro-Trump, so we don't want you to vote for him. We're going to attack him using the authority and the power yeah. of the state GOP. We would say that's wrong. So uh, to your point, um, I, I think this is a very excellent point. And, and so I, I, I agree with you on that. Where I'm struggling is kind of the bigger picture, and I, I try to stay off of personalities, talk about issues. Mm-hmm. And so a couple of things. Um, I do want to read this. This came in from one of our listeners. It says, uh, what the person is not telling is the complete picture, and but you have valid points on petition, but most of the people petitioning on are usually funded by groups that are opposed to the U.S. Constitution and conservatives and the Republican platform, which I, I think that many times, not all the time. Many times, many times but that's not all true. the times. And, and you yeah. know, it, it again comes down to, to me, the point is, who's, who's labeling who? And, and this is a problem we have in the Republican Party yeah. right now yeah. is... Who's a true conservative and who's not and who gets to label each other? Well, and I don't want to do labels, but I do Mm -hmm. want to hold people to the Constitution and on that. And um, so what I've the petitioning process has used, um, it says uh, there are those that don't really stand for the Constitution, have used a petition process and have not gone to the grassroots. And many of those petitioning on again are supported by different organizations, big organizations. Uh, It's business that's being very heavy-handed in the first place, and they don't care about the conservative Republican platform. And I'm paraphrasing a little bit of that. But I, I... Again, I, I kind of I want to stay out of the personality thing. I think you have a very valid point about the state chair, um, you know, meddling in that. I do, but Ken Buck was our state chair. I, I mean, I agree, but uh, impropriety by one doesn't allow impropriety by the other. And that's I, I my point is if you use the power of your chairmanship, for your personal gain, you are now held to a higher standard, and you need to hold that higher standard. Right. And that means the party needs to get out of this fast and quickly, or the chairman needs to recuse himself from, from one role yeah. or the other. Okay. If you are going to use your power to attack other primary candidates, that's inappropriate. But, you know, to bring it back to this, again, this we, we have a very difficult time now with these primaries because of exactly what you said. All, all of these operatives that have been using it nefariously. But, you know, Kim, I think back when I first got involved in politics here in Colorado, I knew a lot of good candidates that petitioned on because they weren't good public speakers, but they were very good policy mm-hmm. and they were very good at the state house. And they just used the petition as a means in a way to get on the ballot because they weren't sure if they were going to give a good enough or rousing enough caucus speech. And, you know, the flip side of that, I've gone through the assembly process. I've listened to some good speeches and heard some good candidates and said, wow, I think they're going to be on top of it. And then we vote them in and we realize they have no machinery set up to help them. They don't have the the leg or the manpower set up to, to run a good campaign and then they lose. So I don't necessarily think the caucus is this end all be all perfect 
process of choosing Republican candidates either. And we need to just allow fairness to enter in. We need to continue this discussion because it's an important one. And um, we've got to figure out, we may need to get you on sooner versus later on this because it's so important. And this whole petition process, though, is I've seen... I've seen the Republican operatives control mm-hmm. it, and they make money on it, and so that's why I'm concerned about that. Alan, Absolutely. you're going to stay in studio? Yes, ma'am. Okay. That's Alan Thomas. Our quote for the end of the show, I think, is really appropriate from Sun Tzu. It says, uh, it, quote, in the middle of chaos, there is always opportunity. So my friends today, be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals, and like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. My friends, you are not alone. God bless you, and God bless America. Young, like a new moon rising, fierce, through the rain and lightning, wandering out into this great unknown. And I don't want no one to cry, but tell them if I don't survive. Views and opinions expressed on KLZ 560 are those of the speaker, commentators, hosts, their guests, and callers. They are not necessarily the views and opinions of Crawford Broadcasting or KLZ management, employees, associates, or advertisers. KLZ 560 is a Crawford Broadcasting God and Country station. It's the Kim Munson Show, analyzing the most important stories. An early childhood taxing district. What on earth is that? The latest in politics and world affairs. I don't think that we should be passing legislation that is so complicated that people kind of throw up their hands and say, I can't understand that. Today's current opinions and ideas. And it's not fair just because you're a big business that you get a break on this and the little guy doesn't. Is it freedom or is it force? Let's have a conversation. Indeed, let's have a conversation. And welcome to our number two of the Kim Munson Show. Thank you so much for joining us. You're each treasured. You're valued. You have purpose. My friends, take care of yourself. Uh, Strive for excellence. Uh, We were made for this moment. Thank you to the team. That's producer Joe, Luke, Rachel, Nicole, Zach, Echo, Charlie, Pamela, and the whole Crawford Broadcasting group. uh, Happy Friday, producer Joe. Happy Friday, Kim. I can't believe how much we try to jam-pack into these shows, but uh, we, we do a lot. And please, uh, Alan Thomas, uh, we certainly, I think we need to continue the discussion. We're yeah, getting I'm a sure. lot coming in on the sure text message. quite a bit. It, it's a lot to pack into <laughs> 20 minutes, right? Yeah. And that is uh, your essay, and we will, br- um, we will publish that this weekend in the newsletter. So be sure and sign up for the newsletter at the Kim Munson, at KimBunson.com. And I want to continue to have this discussion. Uh, and I think what you're, you're saying is, is that we need to be working that we hold ourselves to this high standard. And I really do agree with that. I, I know that people are frustrated because as what I've seen is that I call it the the, um, the a Republican operative consultant class, that they have really kind of controlled the, these elections many times through the petition process. Um, but that doesn't mean that we lower our standards. We need to um, 
continue to battle on that. And what, <clears throat> and what we also need to do is to bring it to light. I mean, you know, the other reason why these operatives are, are getting their way is, is we have people that don't either want to be involved in the process. We have a lot of Republicans that don't vote in the primary and don't exert their their choice to even choose a candidate or they just don't have enough information. Mm -hmm. And that's that's a failing on our part. To be honest, that's a failing of every person that goes to caucus and assembly that loses an election to these folks. It's a failing on our part to get out to our Republican neighbors and say, hey, listen, this guy is nefarious. He's not who he says mm -hmm. he is. Here's why. Not just labeling, but also giving proof, saying, hey, you know what? Here's what he's actually done. Here's why my candidate is better. You should get out and vote. But I mean, Kim, every time we open up the primary totals, it it's it's awful. I mean, I can't think of the past election where I've gone, wow, a lot of Republicans got out and vote in the primary election. So we're failing to get out and to, to create a, a lot of urgency for good candidates. Well, and I think also there's a real frustration because of these uh, Republican mm -hmm. operatives. And I, I shot this over to you last, well, <laughs> I, I sent it over via text. I saw this last year, and this was sponsored by two Republicans. It was Senate Bill 23-101, and it basically, and that was uh, Senator Kirkmeyer and Bradfield, and it was a piece of legislation. It died in committee. I can't believe they even did this. But it basically would shut down the assembly caucus process. So here you've got, over here on the other side, trying to shut down this voice via legislation. And people need to hold them accountable, too. Absolutely. But, you know, what, what we sometimes have is sometimes the Republican Party is so reactive that we sit here and say, oh, well, if they're trying to shut down the caucus system, surely the caucus system is the only perfect way to ever get a Republican elected. And I don't think that's perfectly valid either. No, so I, I agree. Just because they're trying to shut down the caucus process, we should be upset about that. But we should also be upset that our party is now trying to essentially shut down the petition process by being able to oppose Republican primary candidates who decide to use a valid way to get on the primary <clears throat> to get on the primary ballot and petition on. That's not right either. Yeah, so I think we should have force both. on both sides right. is a bad solution. I, I agree. Uh, but one of the Republican operative consultants has a petition business where they get paid per signature. So uh, this is another kind of follow the money kind of thing. We're going to continue this because I'm pretty sure the text line is getting <laughs> yeah. pretty busy on this. I uh, wanted to introduce you to Jim May. Jim is with Lavaca Meat Company, new sponsor of the show, and uh, uh, you're in studio this hour. It's great to have you, Jim May. Hey, it's great to be here, Kim. Uh, <laughs> all mic'd up here. You're really all... Happy Friday, everybody. Yeah, it's great to have you. And we met many years ago uh, at a uh, derby party, and uh, I do remember that there were some pretty delicious steaks at that <laughs> derby party, and they were provided by you, and uh, you guys uh, are in the... You're, you're a cowboy. I, I am a cowboy, uh, I confess. Uh, I've been a cowboy all my life. <laughs> and yeah, you were eating uh, Lavaca steaks out there in Castle Rock. We have the Kentucky Derby Party along with some mint juleps. And uh, we watch the race and we sing my old Kentucky home. And uh, every, all the girls wear big hats. And uh, it's it's my little holiday start to summer. Oh, it's, <laughs> you know, it's a, it is a lot of fun. It really is. So it's great to have you here. In the second segment, we'll talk a little bit more about Lavaca Meat Company. And also, you're a cowboy poet. I am a... 
I don't know if I'm a, a professional cowboy. I certainly don't get paid for it. <laughs> but uh, I, yeah, I have hang around uh, with a lot of the guys, Baxter Black and, the, and those people, uh, when we were out doing Elko at Elko, Nevada. And, and uh, so, yeah, I just picked up some stuff. When I saw something I liked, I drive down the road a lot. And I'm like, I, I can memorize that one. And, and so I've got a couple of other folks. And then I started writing my own. Um, not really my choice. I, uh, my my brother's 40th birthday. We uh, he wanted a, a poem or something. He wanted me to MC a little party we were having about 100 people, and and I decided to write a poem for that. So that's what got me started. Oh, I love it. Well, it's great to have you in studio here. And uh, beef, I I love beef, uh, and uh, beef is such a great. Uh, dense protein and it's so healthy and people can get a lot of energy from beef so it's really great to have Lavaca Meat Company as a as a sponsor so welcome thank you very much okay so I need to get through these a uh, few things here first of all our word of the day did you want to say something, Alan? You look no. Oh no, I I love beef too. I wish you would have brought some steaks for this morning. <laughs> well, we can have a talk after a while. <laughs> okay, our word of the day is omnipotent, and it is spelled O M N I P O T E N T. And your challenge will be to use it in a sentence today, which shouldn't be too difficult if we're talking about what's happening down at the state house. Says having unlimited or universal power, authority or force, all powerful. But actually, in faith, we realize that our God is. Omnipotent, So you can use that in a sentence that way as well. Our quote of the day, I finally got it correct here. Let me, i got to get over to the, uh, oh, the outline here. I had it right here in front of me. And now I had all these other things. Oh, okay, hold on here. This is the quote by Sun Tzu. And it is this. If you know the enemy and know, and he is the uh, author of the art of war from way back when in China said, if you know the enemy and know yourself, you need not fear the result of a hundred battles. If you know yourself, but not the enemy, for every victory gained, you will also suffer a defeat. If you know neither the enemy nor yourself, you will succumb in every battle. And that is Sun Tzu and from the Art of War. Uh, our bill of the day, this is a, this is a Direct assault upon our freedom of speech, and that is uh, Senate Bill 24084, prime sponsor, Senator Cutter, Representative Garcia, and it is um, attorney general duties to prevent mis- and disinformation. And it says, uh, this is the summary, concerning a requirement that the Attorney General undertake certain measures in an effort to prevent the proliferation of misinformation or disinformation and in connection therewith, making an appropriation so that uh, he's going to have the money to do that. Uh, Alan, did you want to comment on that at all? You know, this is this is just one of those things when you sit back and you sit and you say, you know, they they'll talk about women's rights and they'll talk about abortion, but then they'll talk about how the Second Amendment rights shouldn't be protected. And you know, in the and abortion is not in the Constitution. It's not. But you read the first Federalist Paper. I would just encourage everybody just to go out this weekend read the first Federalist Paper because he Hamilton makes a very good point that you know a lot of times these demagogues will make this this case for rights and then it slowly is just an impassioned case right and these progressives don't even try and hide the fact that they just don't even like the bill of rights you know we talked in the first hour with nephi cole about Mm -hmm. him saying it doesn't make sense how they don't want to penalize criminals stealing guns but on the other hand they want to penalize 
you know, law-abiding gun owners. And it does make sense because they don't believe that right should exist. They believe that you should speak about what they want you to speak about. They believe you shouldn't own guns, that only the people in power should own guns. So they, they hide behind these bills because they really don't think that we're worthy of having these rights. I think you probably, I hadn't quite thought about it, but that's exactly true. That's why we, that's why we have to engage in this battle of ideas that we are doing so right now, um, because they don't believe that. They, uh, yeah. It's a complete inversion of what the founding fathers had. They, they believed you should be able to trust your neighbor and look at the government with skepticism. Well, with progressivism, they, they invert that. The progressivism says the expert, the lawmakers, those in charge know more than the common citizen. And so since they know more, they should get more rights. They should be on this hierarchical scale of power, and they should be able to tell you how best to live your life. And, and that's why they go after these rights that we have, because they don't believe that those rights should exist for anybody other than the expert or, or the person in power because they truly know what's best for you and they know that this type of information is best for you, not the other information. They know that the government should have the only power of force and that the government should never have to fear the people having guns. Wow. Yeah, I think you pretty well nailed it. So I didn't get through any headlines uh, in the the first hour. I did want to mention this one. Uh, This was, uh, it says, the feds don't pay for asylum seekers air travel. And uh, Brad Beck had been in studio. He travels quite a bit. And he said, is this not interesting? I'm paraphrasing what I heard him say, is when he flies, he has to show his ID. You know, he has to go through security. But yet these people that are coming into the country illegally are being flown all over our country with no ID, uh, not having to go through any of these checks. And uh, so I thought this was a very interesting headline because they're then the question is, if the feds aren't paying for it, who is right? Isn't that the next question? Uh, so this makes no sense. Normally it's us, right? <laughs> it is. We are paying for it somehow or another, Jim May. That is for sure. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, I wanted to mention the Center for American Values located in Pueblo, Colorado. I was down there emceeing their On Values uh, first one of the year, uh, which the, their new board member, Keith Bishop, he's a former Denver Bronco. Then he worked for the DEA for 20 years. Now he's head of... Uh, security for the Broncos, and he's a new board member for the center. And the center was uh, founded by Drew Dix, Medal of Honor recipient, and Brad Padula, who is an award-winning uh, documentary maker. And they came together. Pueblo, I, you know this by now, uh, Alan, is the home of heroes because there's four Medal of Honor recipients that grew up there. And so the center is there on the beautiful river walk, and they have this these portraits of valor honoring our Medal of Honor recipients. And then also they are putting together these very important educational programs to assist educators, also parents, grandparents, uh, to be teaching our children and continuing to remind us of these values of honor, integrity, and patriotism. So be sure and check out the, the center. It is at AmericanValueCenter.org. That is AmericanValueCenter.org. Another great sponsor of the show is the Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance Team. And they can create personalized insurance plans to cover all your needs from protection for your cars to your home, condo, boat, motorcycle, business, and very important, renter's coverage. Contact the Roger Mangan team now at 303-795-8855 for a complimentary appointment like a good neighbor roger mangan's team is there rosie's doing it so is yvonne same with Lori. 
Michelle's been at it since February of last year. Jody started the year before that, and guess what? They're all saving by doing so. What's that? Oh, the doing part? They're using the Drive Safe and Save app from State Farm. Then they're saving up to 30% and more on their auto insurance. How about you? Are you ready to get at it and save? Call Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance at 303-795-8855. Don't delay. Call Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance at 303-795-8855 today. There are always opportunities in changing markets, and the metro real estate market is no exception. That is why you need to work with seasoned REMAX Alliance realtor Karen Levine when you buy your home, sell your home, consider the opportunities of a new build, or explore investment properties. Rising interest rates are spurring creativity, innovation, and opportunity in the real estate and mortgage markets. Kim Munson highly recommends award-winning REMAX realtor Karen Levine. Call Karen Levine today at 303-877-7516 for answers to all your real estate questions. That's 303-877-7516. You'd like to get in touch with one of the sponsors of The Kim Monson Show, but you can't remember their phone contact or website information. Find a full list of advertising partners on Kim's website, kimmunson.com. That's Kim, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. It is Friday, and uh, welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for a weekly email newsletter. You can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice, and we search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. Uh, In studio uh, is Alan Thomas. He stayed in for the second hour, and I think we're going to have to do another show because there's a lot coming in on the text line <laughs> yeah. and we got ourselves pretty jammed up on the on the show today so we'll just have to get you scheduled maybe twice in march or well, something that sounds like a plan to me okay really pleased to have in studio with me jim may and jim you are a cowboy you and your brothers are a cowboy cowboys um at this point in my life i prefer to, uh, the term uh, cattleman <laughs> you okay but i have been a yeah i have been a, actually a cowboy or started out that way and uh, cattle feeders now and uh, I want to put a little plug in, if I can, from my brother Dan. Absolutely. Uh, who has kind of been the heart of our business as we as we built up and built yards and bought ranches and and uh, you know Dan's run the trade and done all the uh, commodities and helped buy our, our cattle and, and sell our fat cattle and, and he's up for a cattle feeder hall of fame okay and so you folks in colorado i you know all you have to do is google it cattle feeders hall of, hall of fame and uh, you can get on there and they'll be, show the five or six candidates or whatever there is and and you'll see dan's picture and you just press the button and vote and uh, okay so anybody so can vote you know i think to... i think anybody can get in there okay and uh, we're gonna try we're that trying to open here. up to cattle people and i think that's you know uh uh, anybody in this industry and or if you just like eating a steak, I think you can go in there and vote. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to work on that okay. and get to that. Lavaca Meat Company is uh, uh, located on Littleton, Old Littleton Boulevard in uh, Littleton. And uh, great product. And I dropped by upon your recommendation and bought some steaks so that, well, I had some for the Super Bowl. And... When you say they're premium steaks, they are really, really good. They're as good as we can possibly make them, and they're aged properly and uh, selected cattle that, you know, we try to get the best ones out of the pen. And what we feel like is, is finished to the, the perfect time. Uh, and and little, 
go down. To, I mean, I'd urge everybody at you know it's that tomorrow Saturday, uh, Littleton, and we got a lot of history down there. We have the old Coors Building. It's a it's a landmark, uh, uh, city landmark, and uh, we have the store there out front. Behind the store is where we we trade those commodities and those kinds of things that I was talking about. Um, I know I'd like you to come in and meet Jerry and just look around. We've got, we got a video running of some of our ranches and those things. And I, as I said earlier, I'm going to throw some of these poetry books in the, uh, in the store. Uh, if they're for sale. If, uh, it, it kind of explains in between my poems kind of how we progress through things a little bit or why we each, – each poem needs a little bit of definition before you understand it. A lot of them are family poems, and so we, I talked about, you know, I have four brothers – we're each uh, one year apart that actually run our... Bless your uh, mother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she was, she was consistent. We're almost exactly a year apart. Oh, my gosh. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, you got two. I, I can't imagine four yeah. under four. Yeah. Oh. And then I have a sister who does... They, they build homes in Buena Vista, uh, Mary. And then uh, younger brother, Ed, actually uh, uh, vice president at Morgan Stanley out here in the Denver Tech Center. And uh, he's got several up to 100 I don't know how many NFL football players that he helps kind of manage their money and tries to get a first round draft choice and and so he's a fun guy to be around too so wow what a family yeah and you grew uh, Eastern Plains is where you guys all started here in Colorado right we all grew up in the town of Stratton Colorado it's about 25 miles uh, off the Kansas line right on I-70 our yards are about start uh, three different yards one's eight miles south the next one I think is 15 and then last one is 22 so we're we're up there around 60,000 head in those three yards and, and just uh, doing what we've always done. And we, we started out with a very small feedlot and just kept building pens. <laughs> so, I, well, I, and I'm yeah. from western Kansas, so Stratton is, I mean, that's right where my stomping grounds as well. And I love the eastern plains of Colorado and the western plains of Kansas. So a couple of things, and you're going to share a cowboy poem, so we're going to get to that here in just a moment. But yes, you can go to cattlefeeders.org. And then you'll see where it says vote, and you can hit vote. And I'm doing this right now as we speak. <laughs> and I, uh, they have the different cattle feeders there, and Dan May, 4M Feeders. Uh, and uh, you can read the bio. Now I've hit it select there, and then I'm hitting next. And submit. And I will submit. <laughs> and so I will do that while you share a uh, cowboy poem. Do you okay. want to set this up for us? Yeah, let me, let me a couple of things. So I've been challenged to, to tell people the one about how to buy a bra. Um, I'll set this up by saying we have some very remote ranches uh, way up in northern Nevada off of I-80. Uh, and one of the ranches, for instance, uh, the Knot Creek Ranch, I think it's about 27 miles to your first maybe get a cup of coffee. So if you leave the headquarters and then you've got another couple hours actually to drive to get to actually civilization at Walmart and those kinds of things, the town of Winnemucca. Okay, so I set that point set it up this way because uh so when you go to town you kind of have to take a little list of things that you got to have you don't everybody doesn't run to town every day and so uh <clears throat> this is called how to buy a bra <laughs> you know i ain't too much for shopping nor for even going into town and except at cattle shipping time i'm not that easy to be found but that day came and i had to go so i left the kids with ma but before i left she asked me would you pick me up a bra? <laughs> Without thinking, I, I said, sure. How tough could that job be? I bent down and kissed her and said, I'll be back by three. Well, I got done the things I needed to, but I started to regret ever saying I would buy that thing. And I was working up a sweat. 
I went down to that lady shop with my hat down below my eyes. I didn't want to take a chance on being recognized. <laughs> I walked up to that sales clerk and I did not hem nor haw. I told that lady right straight out, ma'am, I am here to buy a bra. Behind me, someone giggled. And I turned around to see that every woman in that store was laughing and pointing right at me. What kind would you be looking for? Well, that made me scratch my head. I'd only seen one kind before. I thought bras was bras, I said. <laughs> well, she gave me a disgusted look and said, Mister, that's where you're wrong. Come back here and I'll show you. So, like a dog, I tagged along. She led me down this alley where bras were on display. I thought my jaw would hit the floor when I seen all that lingerie. They had bras of every kind, like I'd never seen before. <laughs> I thought I'd go plumb crazy before I left that woman's store. They had bras that you could wear for 18 hours, and bras that cross your heart, and bras that lift and separate, and that was just a start. They had bras that made you feel like you weren't wearing one at all, and bras that you could train in when you start out when you're small. Well, I finally made my mind up and picked out a black lacy one, and I told the gal to pack it up and figured I was done. But then she asked me for the size, but I did not hesitate. I looked her right between the eyes and said, she's a six and seven eighths. Six and seven eighths, oh, that can't be right. I said, oh yes, ma'am, I'm sure it is. I measured them last night. I thought she'd go into shock. Must have caught her by surprise when I told her that my wife's breast was the same as my hat size. It's what I used to measure with, and I do believe it's fair. But if I'm wrong, I'm sorry, man. Well, that just drew another stare. By now, a crowd had gathered, and they, they was all just cracking up. So I gave the gal my hat so she could measure for the cup. And when she had it figured, I give that gal her pay, tipped my hat, and turned around and bid them all a good day. My wife had heard the story long before I got home. She talked to 15 other women that called her on the phone. And she was still laughing when I got there, but by then I didn't care. Now, she don't ask, and I don't shop for no more women's underwear. <laughs> that's Bill Hershey wrote that one. Ah, uh, that's precious. <laughs> you know, I think it's, it's great to have a little levity when we have all these big subjects. So, Jim May, thank you so much for that. And uh, Lavaca Meat Company, um, I think the website is Lavaca... Lavacameat.com. And I did just vote for Dan May for the Cattle Feeders Hall of Fame. And so that would be another thing to do. Today is the... So, two things to do. Go to CattleFeedersHallOfFame.org <laughs> and vote for Jim May for the Hall of Fame. No, Dan May. Dan May. Oh, excuse me. Dan May. Sure. Excuse me. Dan May. Uh, Jim May's in studio. And then also today... Five bucks over to the USMC Memorial Foundation because today is the anniversary of the raising of the flag on Mount Suribachi during it was a very bloody battle uh, in World War II and uh, the battle was such is is we were needing to get these different airfields so that we could get our bombers closer to Japan so that we could uh, so that they could make it to Japan and so there was these different battles throughout the Pacific Iwo Jima uh, actually the uh, commander on the Japanese side had kind of guessed he'd actually trained uh, in the United States so he he knew our you know kind of knew our military plans and so he guessed that it would be Iwo Jima that we were going to go after so it was so heavily fortified our guys were told that they thought that they'd, you know, the battle would end pretty darn quickly because they'd been bombing the uh, island pretty significantly. But it, it's a volcanic island, and there were all kinds of tunnels and caves that the Japanese had built and used, and so they were embedded there. 
And our guys went up on the shore, and there was no cover. It was basically volcanic sand. Mm. And so it was, it's pretty remarkable what, what has happened. There is a group that, uh, and I've interviewed all six of them, it's um, Cooper's Troopers. It's a bunch of combat Marines, or combat Marines and, and veterans that meet once a month up in uh, Arvada for lunch. And I got to know them and have interviewed uh, all six of the still living Iwo Jima uh, veterans there on my uh, veterans show. And then uh, there was also a well a number of the guys from Vietnam and have in- interviewed them. But today is a great day to honor our Marines, honor all of those that have been willing to give their lives or gave their lives for us. So go over to USMC Memorial Foundation and make a contribution. That is USMC Memorial Foundation conversation or USMC Memorial Foundation.org. I got too many things going on here. Sorry about that, guys. I'll get slowed down here. Uh, the show comes to you because of great sponsors, Lavaca Meat. Uh, Jim May is in studio with us. And another great sponsor is Lauren Levy. If you are 62 or older, a reverse mortgage could be a great tool regarding retirement and estate planning. It is essential to understand the process. Lauren Levy with Polygon Financial Group has nearly 20 years in the mortgage industry and has the experience to answer your questions. Lauren understands that each financial transaction is personal. If you'd like to explore your options on a reverse mortgage, remodel your home, buy a rental property, or move, Call Lauren Levy at 303-880-8881. Licensed in 49 states, Kim Monson highly recommends Lauren Levy for all your mortgage needs. Call Lauren at 303-880-8881. You'd like to get in touch with one of the sponsors of The Kim Monson Show, but you can't remember their phone contact or website information. Find a full list of advertising partners on Kim's website, kimmonson.com. That's Kim, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. All of Kim's sponsors are an inclusive partnership with Kim and are not affiliated with or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you would like to support the work of the Kim Munson Show and grow your business, contact Kim at her website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. It is Friday. Welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter. You can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice, and we search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force. Force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. In studio with me is Alan Thomas. And Alan, we're going to have to have part two, part, part two of this uh, conversation because uh, the <laughs> text line has a lot to say. And we probably should take some comments on that, too. And we should. And, you know, there's a lot of good ideas. And, you know, just my idea may not necessarily be the best. And that's why we have lots of good conversations is to hear all these good good reasons to reason through it and pull emotion and logic emotion out of it and Mm -hmm. only use logic to come to the best solution and best path forward so we will get that booked and then uh yeah we'll just get all that booked. so great to have you here jim may uh uh, cowboy poet cattleman and uh (laughs) how to buy a bra that is a (laughs) that's a classic really appreciate that and thanks for being in studio ah i'm enjoying it Uh, it's great to be here and yeah i just think you got to have a little bit of fun with everything that you do and uh you know that's just part of a little heritage for cattlemen and cowboys that's been going on for quite a while so actually speaking of that 
You might want to take a, a gander over to Complete Colorado and see the most recent piece that John Caldera wrote regarding this loony legislature. And uh, we have these, uh, there's a pronoun bill down there and allowing, you know, kids basically to say what they want to be called. And he went through all those things that I kind of remember as eighth graders, uh, like, um, uh, let's see, let me see if I got, um, uh, and then we got to get to Natalie Minton, but I'll, I'll see, if, see which ones I can say on air. But I about <laughs> fell off my chair. I was laughing like... Um, I pee freely. <laughs> Alcoholic. Um, um, I am a wiener. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I, I needed to have some levity. So thank you for the, the cowboy poet poetry there as well, Jim May. And again, you're with Lavaca Meat Company, Premium Beef. And uh, the store is over on, old, um, on Maine and Nevada. And in yep. Littleton. In Littleton. Old yep. Littleton. So, yep. hey, Natalie Minton, welcome to the show. As she is, she is a, really a watchdog for we, the people of Colorado. Natalie Minton, uh, welcome to the show. Thank you, Kim. Okay, we've got a lot to talk about, but wanted to talk about uh, Colorado's <clears throat> Taxpayers' Bill of Rights. There are a few counties that still have not, we call it, detabored. Uh, and Jefferson County is one of them, and but it looks like the there's going to they're going to try to get an initiative on the ballot or something on the ballot to encourage people to give up their Tabor refunds in Jefferson County. Do I have that right? Yeah, and just for a little background, so when you have Tabor at a county level, uh, there's 13 counties in Colorado that have all or part of the protections in Tabor and essentially it limits property taxes which of course is on everybody's mind right now especially those counties that have given it up so it caps property taxes at the local level and they've gone to the ballot twice and we've defeated them twice recently so here they come a third time which is really really disappointing especially in light of the fact that they are spending hundreds of thousands of our dollars to campaign using a loophole in law and that's where we're at right now is in the middle of this very um inappropriate contract would put it mildly very inappropriate so just again connecting the dot government is using taxpayers dollars to hire a consultant to uh, have the consultant run a campaign to uh, get voters to vote to give up their tax refunds, their Tabor tax refunds. Do I have that right? That's right. And, and one alternative they may come up with is a sales tax increase. But at the end of the day, this political operative they've hired, the result is to increase revenue by millions of dollars, taking more money from taxpayers. And they're using our taxpayer money to pay the political operative to try to pave the way. And this happens on both sides of the aisle, but this particular pol uh, political operative happens to be on the Democrat side, right? Yes, a very established Democrat uh, owns the company that uh, when I refer to the political operative, uh, that would be him, and uh, been intertwined in government in so many different ways. Uh, just talking about how inappropriate the contract is, this political operative has donated campaign contributions to the three commissioners oh. in the past. 
and also really helped promote their campaigns, um, endorsing. So, you know, years ago we had a, a citizen initiative to prevent pay to play, meaning these contributions, whether it's to candidates or to issue committees, you weren't supposed to get that payoff. And it got overturned, but you know, if we had a law in place like that today, it would prevent what's going on, um, I believe. And then secondly, we should all be looking at this loophole in the law that allows government to spend our public money. Um, so when people are outraged like they are now and looking for something besides voting no on this issue, when it gets to the ballot, we should be closing this loophole because this is one example out of many. But. But it's especially bad in, in Jeffco. This I've seen some like arm's length kind of relationships, but the one in Jeffco here is so cozy. It's a, it's not a picture I want to see. Well, <laughs> and this pol- uh, political operative. There's one other connection that you have. Uh, you've been uh, on the airwaves uh, regarding that particular connection with this political operative. Yes. The, the operative that we're talking about, uh, the, the name of the company, well, the, let's say the person, it's Ian Selberry, and Ian Selberry is the owner of this company, the Bighorn Company, um, who proudly displays on the website successful ballot issues. Basically, we can talk people out of their taxes, and this person is married to Congresswoman Brittany Pedersen, who represents this area again in these very long established relationships um so we've got the husband of a congresswoman he's getting paid the firm is getting paid three hundred forty thousand dollars of our taxpayer money to run a campaign before it's technically a ballot issue and what that just means is late in the summer the county commissioners will officially vote to put something on the ballot that's the point in time where they're not allowed to spend our public money on a campaign, but leading up to it, they can. And that's the loophole I'm referencing. And so we've got the Congresswoman who's run, she, she actually served um, during the period that some of these county commissioners served. Um, they were contributing contributions in the past. So again, this is a really spider-like web of connections that, you know, if it went out for, it went out for a bit, first of all, it's inappropriate to spend the government, our taxpayer money this way. But then looking into, into it even further, what occurs when the government says, we wanted this contractor to do this work, they put a bid out. The bid describes their scope of work. Vendors like Bighorn would respond and say, here's my bid, here's what I'm gonna do. Ian's company came in with a lower overall score, and the $340,000, compare that to the other company with the overall higher score, was $290,000. Now, I I am not quibbling over $50,000. I'm quibbling over the fact that $1 of our public money was, is spent on a campaign here when we've recently said no twice. I am sick and tired of my summers, and I know others are that feel the same, fighting these issues where we say no and the government doesn't listen to us. Kind of reminds us of Prop HH, huh? Uh, Yes, definitely. 
so yeah, this is pretty cozy. And Natalie, so one of the things that I worked on uh, recently was uh, uh, I, we I, to uh, against the two property tax increases uh, for the school district in Douglas County because I was concerned about property tax increases that people had not seen yet and uh, and and again kind of this the same thing occurred where there were those out there um, in the in the school district I really felt that it was close to electioneering but uh, they hadn't uh, they had not put the issue on the, the ballot yet and so that loophole was also used over there and now people's property tax bills are coming they're getting them and uh, we talked about it yesterday Susan Kochevar who is the owner of 88 drive-in theater in Commerce City and she sent me <laughs> I, the actual documentation her property tax bill last year was 14,000 for the property it's 42,000 this year uh, that is not sustainable for people. And Adams County, I think, detapered. Would she have been pr protected if uh, if what's in place right now in Jefferson County was in place in Adams County? Would she be protect protected from this massive property tax increase? Yes. Her property taxes would be limited if Tabor was in place or, or this other thing called the annual levy law um, with either let's say it's Tabor, that property tax would have been limited to inflation plus local growth. Local growth means construction um, in this property tax context. So natural protection, you don't have to worry about it. You don't have to go fight. Tabor is that 24-7 watchdog on the property taxes, which it strikes me the irony here this afternoon, I'm going down to spend my afternoon at the Commission on Property Taxes occurring at the state capitol. It goes on today from 1 to 5 p.m. And as I expressed to the committee, we have spent hundreds of hours talking about property tax reform because governments swayed voters into forfeiting their taper refunds. Why don't we just reinforce what's in law and say, like Caber said, there's no permanent waiver of these protections. It's to be a four-year limit. Well, these screwy courts uh, in the past, during one case, said, nope, they, they, might, they couldn't have meant four-year limit. Why would the taxpayers want to limit it to four years? Those goofy people, they certainly couldn't have meant that. So the court said, sorry. Even though the author of Tabor is alive and he says that right now, we don't believe it. That's So Susan, 88 Theater, all these other property tax people, the consumers who would have gone now to the theater and they're going to pay a higher ticket price because why a business has to pass on those costs, right? So all of these, so many of the jurisdictions let go, they forfeited their Tabor protections and now is why they are seeing the bills that they're seeing that have to be paid here very soon. And around Colorado, that meant instead of people seeing maybe a 5 or 8% increase in their property tax bill, considering the high inflation, they are now seeing 30, let's say be real generous, 25 
to 50% increase in the property tax bills because they forfeited Tabor. And I want to go back to when your your school district, when they were running um, the issue last year, mm-hmm. that consulting firm, guess what? They just got hired by Jeffco Public Schools out here to run a campaign for this year or next year. These these sharks that make money off the taxpayers circle around to different governments and talk voters into giving up their Tabor rights. And folks, don't ever do it. Don't ever do it because at a local government level, you can't petition it back. It's not like state level. Local level, you can't petition it back. So don't do it. Okay. We're talking with Natalie Menton. Alan Thomas is in studio. It's great to have you here. Jim May with Lavacomi Company is in studio. And uh, we're going to go to break. Um, before we do that, I did want to mention the Center for American Values located in Pueblo, Colorado. I would recommend that you put it on your bucket list to uh, visit, first of all, their website, but also to go down to Pueblo and uh, see their portraits of valor. And uh, they are non-political and they're nonpartisan. That website is AmericanValueCenter.org. That's AmericanValueCenter.org. And another great sponsor of the show is Boson Law. Boson Law is a local law firm dedicated to helping injured individuals in Denver and the surrounding areas fight for the justice they deserve. Boson Law focuses on personalized representation tailored to your unique situation with one-on-one attention and counsel and consistent communication. Boson Law personal injury attorneys have extensive trial experience and have successfully represented clients against the interests of powerful corporations, manufacturers, insurance companies, and government agencies. Contact Boson Law at 303-999-9999 for a complimentary in-person consultation. Again, that number is 303-999-9999. Call now at 303-999-9999. Focused and wise marketing is essential for your success, especially during tough economic times. If you love the Kim Munson Show, strive for excellence and understand the importance of engaging in the battle of ideas that is raging in America. Then talk with Kim about partnership, sponsorship opportunities. Email Kim at KimMunson.com. Kim focuses on creating relationships with individuals and businesses that are tops in their fields. So they are the trusted experts listeners turn to when looking for products or services. Kim personally endorses each of her sponsors. Again, reach out to Kim at KimMunson.com. Franktown Firearms is unlike any other gun store or range. My name is Tony, and I'll tell you why I first started going to Franktown, because my children wanted me to get comfortable with firearms. Franktown Firearms, it's not the kind of experience you get anywhere else. I'm not familiar with firearms, and they just took their time and really gave me the time of day to know that I was an appreciated customer of theirs. Tactical Fun Night is an absolute blast. To move and shoot, walk and reload and turn corners and hit moving targets. I've been to ladies' nights a few times and the range safety officers um, helped my friend who I brought who'd never fired a gun before. I felt very comfortable. I could just shoot to my comfort level. I didn't have to show up anybody or no one was trying to show me up. They let us go to the range and try the firearms before we bought them. All of the staff there really took their time with me. After going in there for the first time, we realized we didn't need to look at any other gun stores. Franktown Firearms, where friends are made. It's Friday. 
Okay, welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter. And you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. Jansen Photography is located in Lakewood, Colorado. And Glenn Jansen uh, can work magic with the camera and then... Mary Jansen can help out with a little, any additional little tweaking that needs to be done. Take a look at their website. That is jansenphotography.com. They can create memories for you, either family, children, senior, student, and then also they can help you get that that photo you need to have to just really jumpstart your business or your political career. So that is jansenphotography.com. Uh, Alan Thomas is still in studio with us. Jim May with La Vaca Meat Company, which is on uh, Main Street in Old Littleton. Uh, great premium beef. Uh, treat yourself. It is wonderful. Natalie Minton is on the line, but Eric uh, wanted to jump in here and just make a comment. Eric, what's on your radar? Jim. Hi. Hi. I wanted to let you know this. It's a shocker. You know what I do when I do my deliveries? Yes. And Adrian, Simon, and Gabriel, Adrian and his wife, they want to give me, they're the first wave of the illegal alien dreamers, if you will. Okay. They want to give me their ballots, okay, with their signed ballots to vote for them. They own a tent business, okay? A very good business. But like I I emphasize, they're the first wave of the illegals. Now the second wave of the illegals, they hate them because they don't want to do nothing but get free handouts. And you know what Adrian told me? He told me, make sure you vote for Donald Trump on his ballot. Oh, my gosh. Okay, thank you, Eric. And... uh, did anything anything else? No, I just I just thought that was very significant. That okay. when you said about you getting four ballots at your home, so uh, Polis and uh, um, Jenna Griswold are making sure that they're giving them to everybody that shouldn't have them. That's my point. Yeah, good point. And then uh, this okay. was in from one of our listeners on the text line. This was from our conversation in the first hour. I said we must we must uh, clean up our voter rolls. We must be able to audit our elections, and we cannot be just sending out ballots all over. And then one of our listeners, uh, Pat, uh, Patty, said we have a a 114 year old registered and active in Arapaho. I'm like I should probably get that person on the show because they've lived quite a life. Okay, Natalie Minton. Uh, uh, what else do we need to know about these cozy relationships? And I need to make an, a point on this, Natalie. I, I didn't realize that many times in these ballot questions, uh, your metro districts, your your park districts, your uh, municipalities would sneak in language. They might be up asking for a tax increase for a you know, something in particular, maybe trails or whatever, but they had snuck in detabering that uh, in that ballot initiative. And that was very sneaky. And that has occurred a lot, Natalie. Yeah. And the governments actually use our money to to pull that question out to see what is the best thing that they can slide by voters. Um, So I know we've got just minutes left. So let me go to First, with, to answer your question, 
um, any question that's on the ballot and starts with without increasing taxes is 99.9999% sure to increase your taxes. That's the only reason it's on the ballot um, because TABOR requires that those increase be on there. So when people waived their TABOR rights, in many of those cases, it started out with a question, without increasing your taxes, may the government retain revenue under Article 10, Section 20, and notwithstanding any other law. The average person doesn't know what that meant. They just read without increasing taxes, right? And then the, the, the glossy flyer that comes from somebody, um, maybe taxpayer funded uh, in some ways, says basically, you want all these goodies and it's without increasing taxes and voters don't know they just got snookered. So for big picture, for, for the listeners, we've got this Jeffco situation, very inappropriate. Um, I would like to see this, this killed now before we proceed to pay Ian another 20 grand each and every month that he keeps going with this, um, which is totaling up to $340,000 in taxpayer money. Tell the county commissioners that this is a abuse of their power and a misuse of public funds and tell them to stop. They need to adjust the budget to fit like we all are doing. Now, in the same way, Jeffco R1 school district, again, mainly funded by property taxes, the biggest line item on a property tax bill, they are going to look at a property tax increase, a mill levy override is what it would be called, a term many people don't quite know right way what that means. Tell the school district, stop, to stop. You guys closed out here, and this is through the metro area, declining enrollment in schools. Why are you asking for tax increases? Um, then Arapahoe County is polling right now to go with a detaper because Arapahoe is one of the counties that still has protections in place. Folks out there, please get on the horn with your county commissioners. Another one, RTD, the Regional Transportation District, is contracting with a political operative because they're under a temporary TABOR waiver that expires at the end of this year. Tell RTD to stop it. Uh, Lakewood, Lakewood is under a temporary TABOR waiver, expires end of this year. Lakewood needs to stop a movement to put a ballot issue on. They, but I realize a lot of elected officials don't make huge amounts of money at the local level, but they are disconnecting and they're representing uh, not considered, the representation is not considering taxpayers. There is a load on us right now, and th this is certainly not a time to ask for a tax increase. Okay, and Natalie, can, how can people get more information? You're putting a website up or what? Yeah, coballot.com. That's again, CO like Colorado coballot.com. It has the details on the Arapahoe thing I spoke to, that RTD thing, the Jeffco R1 schools, the uh, I've got some other goodies up there. Um, I also put videos on the Colorado Engaged YouTube website, and people just have to search that out. Uh, scroll past all the wedding ones. It has nothing to do with weddings. Colorado Engaged. <laughs> okay. Um, 
And so with that, folks, one last thing. As it moves forward, remember there's a local ballot issue, local guide that comes out right before our ballots do. That's where you get to chime in against tax hikes. Read about my articles on that at completecolorado.com um, because you don't you won't find any other way to get in every voter's mailbox, and the local gray book allows you to do that. So its importance is extreme. I'll leave it at that. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you, Natalie. And I did that on that, uh, or we did that on that uh, Douglas County School District question, and that is so important. We're out of time. Uh, Alan Thomas, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. Jim May, great to have you here. And be sure and vote for Dan May at the Colorado Feeders. Uh, Cattle Feeders Hall of Fame. Cattle Feeders Hall of Fame. We got it. Quote for the end of the show is from Sun Tzu. He says, in the midst of chaos, there is always opportunity. And so, my friends, today, be grateful. Read great books. Think good thoughts. Listen to beautiful music. Communicate and listen well. Live honestly and authentically. Strive for high ideals. And like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. My friends, you are not alone. God bless you. And God bless America. and opinions expressed on KLZ 560 are those of the speaker, commentators, hosts, their guests, and callers. They are not necessarily the views and opinions of Crawford Broadcasting or KLZ Management, employees, associates, or advertisers. KLZ 560 is a Crawford Broadcasting God and Country Station.